Welcome to The Twelfth Story, a podcast produced by Cincinnati's Mercantile Library, where readers gather to engage, connect, debate, and discuss. The Mercantile Library is a 182 years old institution and is the literary center of Cincinnati. Throughout the year, the Mercantile Library hosts authors and speakers, book discussion groups, and other civic events. We are a working library with more than 80,000 books available to members. We're located at 414 Walnut Street in downtown Cincinnati and online at mercantilelibrary.com. We always welcome new members and guests. My name is Adam Kosan. I'm the membership coordinator and assistant collector here at the Mercantile Library. And I'm also the director of a performance that we'll be having at the Mercantile Library this weekend, both Friday and Saturday nights. The performance is All Day Permanent Red, a poem by Christopher Logue, and that poem is an excerpt from Logue's longer poem, War Music, which is an adaptation of the Iliad. This performance is a collaboration between the local performance group, Foundlings Voices, and the local music ensemble, Knee Play. It will feature three actors in person, one pre-recorded, and the three musicians who make up Knee Play. Today we'll be hearing three clips from a different section of war music called Kings. These clips were recorded in the Mercantile's main reading room back in December by one of the actors in the production on Saturday, Landon Hawkins. And after we hear Landon's clips, we'll hear an excerpt from Knee Play. Long after midnight when you park and stand just for a moment in the chromium watch. Far off, between the river and the tower belt, say, the roofs show black on pomegranate red as if they stood in fire. Lights similar to these were seen by those who looked from Troy towards the fleet after Apollo answered Chryse's prayer. Taking a corner of the sky between his finger and his thumb, out of its blue, as boys do towels, he snapped. Then Zephyr ferried in among the holes a generation of infected mice. Such fleas, such lumps. Watch Greece begin to die. Busy in his delirium, See Tech, a carpenter from Mykonos. As he comes forward, hit, it seems, by a stray stone, yet still comes on, though coming now as if he walked a plank, then falling off it into nothingness. See Thirty dead in fire, their budded tongues crystallized with green fur as daily to the fire pits more cart more, as half, maybe, incinerated half, and sucking on their masks the cremators polluted heaven. Home. Home. Nine days. And on the next, Ajax. Grim underneath his tan as Rommel after Alamein summoned the army to the common sand, raised his five-acre voice and said, Fighters, hear what my head is saying to my heart. 
Have we forgotten to say our prayers? One thing is sure, the Trojans or the mice will finish us unless heaven helps. We are not short of those who see beyond the facts. Let them advise. High smoke can make amends. He sits. Our quietude ascends. Ajax is loved. I mean it. He is loved. Not just for physical magnificence, the eyelids on his mesh like runway lights, but this. No Greek, including Thetis' son, contains a heart so brave, so resolute, so true as this gigantic lord from Salamis. The silence thickens. Eyes slide, then slide away, then slide again onto the army's eldest augur, Calchas, who half rose and having said, the Lord of Light finds Greece abominable, half sat, sat, looked about, shirked Agamemnon's eye, caught ten as lordly, re-arose and said, Kings lose their heads, but not their memories. Who will protect me if I say what Agamemnon does not want said? Me, said Achilles, as he stood, lifted his palms, and swore, this before God, from Ethiopia to Thrace, from Babylon to the Hesperides, as high, as low as Iden peaks or the Aegean's floor. While I am still alive and killing, no one shall touch you, sir, or anybody here who would say why the Lord of Light finds Greece abominable. And, sir, no one includes our self-appointed first best king, Lord Agamemnon of Mycenae. Then sat beside his heart, his foster brother and his friend, Patroclus, Lord Minotian's son. While Calchas said, with sympathy for all, the sacred vermin came because, though offered more than due, King Agamemnon would not give Apollo's priest his soft-topped eyed and squashed-mouthed daughter back nor will they boil away until Lord Agamemnon, dewless now, resigns that daughter to his father's stock with these winged words. Resume your child in heaven's name, and may the high smoke from the sacrifice of this decade of snowy sheep propitiate the Lord of Mice and Light. Hard as it is to change the interval at which the constellations rise and rise against their background dark, harder by far when God inclines his head and in the overlight his hair flows up the towering sky 
to vary his clairvoyance. Yes, he has said. Yes, it will be. And now, in a hoop of tidal light, the lesser gods observing his approach, approach, then wait, then bow. And then, lit by their deferential eyes, conduct the king of heaven through his park, enthroning him, and, at his glance, themselves. Except for her, his sister wife, Queen Hera, who puts her face close to his and says, Warm Lord, have you ever seen a camel led by a crab? If not, look here, widening her eyes, malicious Lazarus, and see yourself. Not that I am surprised. Oh, dear me, no. Who mobilized the kings? Who sent the fleet to Troy? But once my back is turned, plot, plot, plan, plan, which I, of course, will be the last to hear of. That salty Thetis has been at your knee. Not a god's god, I know, but curved. What did you not do as she left? Just because all creation knows, Fig Paris with the curly, girly hair refused Athena and myself, your equal self, does not mean you can leave us ignorant. First off, God said, do not forget, I am at least a thousand times raised to that power, a thousand times stronger than you and your companion gods. What I have said will be, will be, whether you know of it or whether not. Sit down. Sit still, and no more mouth, or I will kick the breath out of your bones. And Hera did as she was told. It was so quiet in heaven that you could hear the north wind pluck a chicken in Australia. Water, white water, blue, black here, without, past a turtle asleep on the sea, our animals hearing those closest ashore. Swell water, black water, the breeze in the cliff pines, their hairpins, their resin, and as we glide through the cleft in the cliff's face, goat bells greet sheep bells, greet ship's bell. The sea is suddenly warm, refracts from its sandy floor. As we lower, lose way, set oars, 
and regain it, whirling the sheer of Ptolemy's Bay. At our peak, now we ship them. Lord Thole's hand on her shoulder, Chrysia, her eyes and her father's, and him with many, his choir, his dancers, Apollo, his eyes and his daughters, her savior. And then, as Thole hands her ashore, once more in his arms. And when that solemn time had passed, Priest of Apollo's coastal sanctuary, Lord Thole said, the Lord of mainland and of island Greece, Paramount Agamemnon, my true king, bid me to lead your child into your arms. There afterwards, that our encircling prayers appease the god whose vermin Greece infects, to sacrifice these snowy sheep, this Cretan bull, to God's first son, Apollo born, the Lord of light and mice. The altar is oval, made of red quartz, and broad-leaved plane trees shade the turfed crowns. Hear them come. Let the Greeks bring the knife. Here they come, by the stream that freshens the bearded grass, to slit the Cretan bull, waiting the orchids that verge the turf. And we will carry the bowls of mountain water and sainted wine and the axe. Pin. See the bull of the stone. Lord of light. See its gilded horns. Lord of light. See the axe. Now the lustral water is on their hands. And the barley sprinkled on the bull's white head. Lord of mice, Lord of light. As the axe swings up and stays, stays poised, still poised, and as it comes down, please God, please God, covers the terrible thought that parts the bull from its voice as the knife goes in, goes down, and the dewlap parts like glue. And the great thing kneels, and its breath hoses out, and the authorized butchers grope for its heart, and the choir sings.